We're going to continue now in our time of worship with opening up the Word of God. And today I'm very excited because we are at the end of the line. We're closing out our sermon series on the book of Proverbs that we've been calling Wisdom in Action. It's been such an incredible journey over the last uh, month together in the Proverbs, learning about God's wisdom. And next week, we're going to be starting a new teaching series that's going to take us throughout the entire fall into the holiday season, into Thanksgiving, and as we pre- and uh, it's going to be our series for the whole uh, fall, and it's going to be in the book of Romans. So go ahead and start reading through the book of Romans at home with your families. Be praying through it, reading even a chapter a day, and have God just continue to prepare you for this teaching series. And we're going to be calling this teaching series Back to Basics because this is the season that we are currently in. God calling us to go back to our first love, to go back to basics, to keep it simple to keep it centered on Christ, and to continue to go on this journey together. So we're going to be uh, going through that together beginning next week, a new sermon series on the book of Romans that we're calling Back to Basics. Let's all prepare for that together by beginning to read the book of Romans together as a church. And uh, today we're going to be um, concluding the sermon series on the book of Proverbs. So we're going to just wrap it all up today and uh, just looking forward to all that God is going to do continuously uh, with us together and as we prepare for, um, as we tie up this series and be prepare for a new series next week. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of 1 Kings chapter 4 verses 29 to 34. You can follow along in your Bibles or you can hear God's word read aloud. 1 Kings chapter 4 verses 29 to 34. Primera de Reyes capítulo 4 versículos 29 al 34. In case some of us are following along in Spanish at home. Um, 1 Kings chapter 4 verses 29 to 34. And this is a passage about the primary author of the Proverbs, which is Solomon. First Kings chapter 4, verses 29 to 34. Let's prepare our hearts and minds to hear from the word of God, beginning at verse 29. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He, Solomon, was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan the the Esrahite, wiser than than Heman, Kalkal, and Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He, Solomon, spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. Solomon spoke about to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He also spoke about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. 
from all nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. Sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that you used King Solomon, Lord, who was not a perfect person, but an imperfect person um, seeking a perfect God, Lord, and you used him, God, for these purposes of being able to access your wisdom from above, Lord, and for that we're grateful. And today, Lord, we just acknowledge this morning that we don't have it all together, but you do. And that by your grace, by your blood, O Christ, you give us access. So God, you are the source of all light. And we pray, Lord, that today you would give light to those deepest parts of our souls, Lord, those deepest parts that maybe we don't even talk about or we don't even let anyone into, but God, shine your light there this morning. Pour out on us, Lord God, more of your wisdom. Give us your mercy, give us understanding, give us peace so that our minds and our hearts would be open to know your truth and your way, God Almighty. We pray all this and we pray, God Almighty, that you would meet us in the midst of our questions, in the midst of our doubts, of our confusion, of our pain, of our problems, Lord. Meet us just as we are. Do something new. Would you do a spiritual heart surgery, Lord? Give us new hearts, new minds that reflect your heart and align with your mind, God. Help us to see you as the God that you are. And would you shine the light of unity on your people, God? We are united in you, Jesus. You delight in your children coming together. And when we're together, united in Jesus, nothing can tear us apart. No, no, height, nor, no height nor depth can tear us apart, Lord. Can tear us away from your love. Help us to love one another with the love that you have for us. We dedicate this service to you, Lord, and we pray that you would speak to us in a way that is fresh and clear this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we're at the end of the line at this uh, series on the book of Proverbs. And we have learned so much over the past couple of weeks. We've learned that wisdom begins with an attitude adjustment. An attitude adjustment that in Proverbs is called the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is an attitude of humility, openness, and surrender. We've learned that wisdom is something we have access to because of Jesus. He is the wisdom of God made flesh. And, he is, and the cross is the wisdom of God on display for the world to see. We've also learned the power of words to be able to build up or to destroy. And then we've also learned of just the fact that a person that is wise or that seeks godly wisdom is a person that is humble and teachable, just as Christ was. That's what it means to be a reflector of Christ. 
So in many ways, the wise person and godly wisdom really is a, what I like to call a matter-of-fact kind of person. F-A-C-C-T. A person that's F, faithful. A person that's A, approachable. A person that's C, consistent. A person that is C, communicates. And a person that is T, teachable. A matter-of-fact kind of follower of God is the wise person. F-A-C-C-T. Faithful, approachable, consistent, communicates, and teachable. That is a part of really walking aligned with the wisdom of God. And we've covered all of that over the past couple of weeks together as a church community. And today, we're going to be just uh, wrapping it up with just a little bit of a summary of everything that we've learned. As we read earlier, Solomon is actually where, the, where uh, Israel's, um, ancient Israel's wisdom literature really traces back to. To this person, Solomon, he was the son of David, of King David, who wrote most of the Psalms. Uh, Solomon served as the third king of the ancient kingdom of Israel. And we see that in the, in the Proverbs, there's a promise from God. And the promise is that by God's grace, you and I can also have access to godly wisdom. We can gain godly wisdom. No matter what hand we've been dealt in life, no matter what our socioeconomic uh, reality is, no matter what family we've been born into or what brokenness that we've experienced because of our choices or because of other people's choices, by the grace of God, part of the gift of godly wisdom is that we have access to God's wisdom. No matter who we are, no matter what we've been through. In ancient Hebrew, the word for wisdom is actually a, 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 an ancient word in, in biblical Hebrew, which is a word that is uh, pronounced chokmah. Uh, and that's a word that I can even encourage you to just say right at home, chokmah. And chokmah uh, is, uh, is the biblical Hebrew um, word for wisdom. So you can practice saying that right at home, but I remember when I was learning uh, ancient Hebrew as I was uh, studying the Bible in, in seminary and grad school, preparing to be a pastor, I, I thought, um, how can I learn to pronounce that word? And in ancient Hebrew, there's a lot of words that have this pronunciation of And so it's kind of similar to, you know, when you're going to like hawk a loogie and you just kind of so you can remember it that way, okay? Chakma is the biblical word for wisdom. And for many of us, when we think of, of the word wisdom, we think that wisdom just means knowledge and information. But in ancient biblical Hebrew, chakma actually means wisdom in action. Chakma is never just uh, for the sake of information or for the sake of inspiration, but chakma, God's wisdom, is wisdom in action. And in fact, God's wisdom has a purpose, and that purpose is so that 
godly wisdom would help us to develop skills for living well, for living in harmony here in God's world, for living in harmony with God's creation. So this is really um, what the purpose of the Proverbs is, to teach us wisdom in action in order that we would live in harmony in God's world. And it tells us in the beginning of Proverbs just what exactly is the beginning of wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom, as we have uh, really declared here together, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, which is this attitude adjustment. An attitude that begins with humility, openness, and surrender. The fear of the Lord means that I am not God. So that means that no other person is God. God is God. And since you and I are not God, that means that we don't have the right and we cannot just make up our own rules, our own definitions of what good is or what evil is or what right is or what wrong is. God is the creator. We are the creation. And he has set those standards on all of creation. The fear of the Lord means that we are a part of God's creation. We are a part of the world that God created. It's not the other way around. Sometimes we want to convince ourselves that this is our world and God is just a part of it. But the fear of the Lord or the honor of the Lord reminds us that that is not true. God is God and we are not. And the very first step to wisdom is this attitude shift, this attitude adjust, adjustment, where I humble myself before God and I embrace God's standards and God's definitions for creation, for right, for wrong, for justice and injustice. God sets those standards. Proverbs 1 to 9 begins with uh, speeches Speeches from a father to a son, advising and directing on how a son is to live accordingly, according to God's wisdom and virtue. There's also warnings in Proverbs 1 to 9 about taking the pathway to foolishness. Proverbs 1 to 9 reminds us that foolishness actually then eventually leads to evil, and that evil will lead to self-destruction. Wisdom in the Proverbs is not the same as law. And wisdom in the Proverbs is also not the same as prophecy. We can have another message explaining on what exactly those mean. But today, we're going to focus on wisdom and the Proverbs. In fact, wisdom in the Proverbs is the insight of God's people on how to live in a way that honors God and in a way that blesses other human beings. The Proverbs teach us how to live in harmony, both vertically and horizontally. We see God's goodness and God's justice is actually woven into our being. That's, he created us with that, uh, with that ability to recognize right and wrong, to recognize what is just, what is fair, to recognize that love and justice and fairness and mercy and good and bad, that's not taught to anyone, but that's actually caught. It's, those are virtues, and they're a part of God's creation. 
We can either go and be aligned with God's creation, God's virtues, God's principles, or go counter to them. When we're aligned with them, that is the way of wisdom. When we go counter to them, that is the way of foolishness. Now, God has given us the principles, the guides to what is good, what is evil, what is just, what is unjust. The big disagreement for people always has to do with the application. We don't deny that those things exist. We know good and evil exist. We know justice and injustice exist. We know that, uh, you know, uh, the, that all of those principles, all of those virtues exist. But where we disagree as people at times and different organized groups and communities and cultures is on the application of those virtues. And that's a whole other conversation. But one thing none of us can deny is that those virtues exist, that good and evil, that justice and injustice, that those things exist. And so um, we have the opportunity to be able to align ourselves with God's wisdom through the Proverbs. And really what we read in the Proverbs is we're not just reading good advice. We're not just reading a bunch of rule keeping. But in the Proverbs, we're actually being invited by the living God, by a gracious and living God, we're being invited to live out hakma, to live out wisdom in action. In chapters 10 to 29, the tone changes a little bit. We see hundreds of ancient Proverbs applying wisdom and the fear of the Lord into every single life topic that we can imagine. We see here almost every single experience in the human experience being touched on or covered. These Proverbs, they actually cover family relationships, work relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, spousal and household relationships. The Proverbs even talk about marriage, about money, forgiveness, generosity, debt, justice. And all of these topics are all filtered through the value system of godly wisdom. The Proverbs give us access to be able to live in harmony in God's creation. Now, one thing, again, the Proverbs, they are not just um, a, bunch of, a bunch of rules or a bunch of things that are just uh, there outlined for us that are impossible to reach. But in fact, it touches on very human experiences. And um, we see that in the Proverbs, really what, what it talks about more than anything, the Proverbs are not necessarily the promises of God. But the Proverbs are probabilities. If you do this, if you are aligned in God, with harmony, with God's creation, and with your fellow human being, then the general rule will be that things will go well in that direction. So Proverbs actually deals with the general rule, not with the exception. In fact, Proverbs themselves are not the promises, right? They are not a quick fix. The Proverbs are not just a quick answer or an easy answer. The Proverbs aren't merely bumper sticker formulas to success. 
But in fact, the truth, and the Proverbs is aware of this, the truth is that God's Word is also aware of this, of the fact that you and I live in a broken world. In a broken world marked by sin. Sin means that we are separated from God and separated from each other. We live in a broken world marked by sin where things go wrong. Because in this world there is brokenness and you and I are imperfect people seeking to worship and serve a perfect God. One thing we need to remember is that Proverbs are a part of what's called biblical wisdom literature. Proverbs themselves are not the full biblical, uh, biblical wisdom literature. I'm really looking forward to other books of wisdom that we will be studying together in the years to come. Next year, I'm looking forward. We do this in every summer. We, we study a book of wisdom. And, and next year, we'll be uh, looking at either uh, Ecclesiastes or Job together. But we see here in um, other books of wisdom in the scriptures um, that there's a different focus on how to live out God's wisdom. Ecclesiastes and Job actually talk about not harmony, but disharmony. They talk about how we can live out God's wisdom when things go wrong. When things are not going the way that they're supposed to. When things are not going according to the plan that was set out. Ecclesiastes and Job talk about how to live out God's wisdom especially when reality becomes disrupted, when we go through unspeakable pain and challenge. These other rich books of wisdom, Job and Ecclesiastes, talk about how to live out God's wisdom in a roller coaster. Some of our lives have felt like a roller coaster this year. So the Bible even shares with us through those other books of wisdom, Job, Ecclesiastes, how we can live out God's wisdom in a crazy year, even like this year, 2020. God's wisdom reminds us that life is complex. Life is a bit too complex for cliches. Yes, even for religious cliches. Simple formulas aren't going to work sometimes when the rubber hits the road. And that's why we see that the Proverbs are a part of biblical wisdom. They aren't the extent of all of God's promises. His promises, he is with us no matter what, even till the ends of the earth. But in the biblical wisdom, we also have Ecclesiastes and Job, which talk about how we can live out God's wisdom when things go wrong, when things don't go the way we hoped they would, when things are disharm disharmonious, when they're not flowing, right? Simple formulas aren't enough. And that is why we need all of the wisdom books together to get the bigger picture of God's wisdom from above. In fact, the book of Proverbs opens up with the words of wisdom that a father has to a son extending and instructing a son in wisdom. Then beautifully, 
the book of Proverbs actually ends with another parental figure. It ends with a mother and a son. A mother teaching a son. And although Solomon is the primary writer in Proverbs, there are a few other contributors in the book of Proverbs, including in chapter 30, where we have the words of Agur. Agur is also someone learning God's wisdom and living that out. We read his Proverbs in chapter 30. And then in chapter 31, we read the words of King Lemuel. And this is one of my all-time favorite passages, Proverbs 31, because that served as an inspiration for my wife Charlotte and I in naming our firstborn son, Lemuel, or as he's known to the whole church family, Lemmy, little Lemmy, who's always running around. They're growing up so fast. But there was this verse specifically in Proverbs 31 that really just jumped out to us as we were seeking a name for our firstborn son, And the name Lemuel actually means devoted to God or committed to God. And that was part of our prayer for him when he was born. But in verse 31, in chapter 31, verses 1, uh, verse 1, and then verses 8 to 9, we read about some of the sayings of King Lemuel. And this was a a passage that really jumped out to us as we were discerning um, uh, what name to give to our firstborn child. But uh, Proverbs 31, verse 1 says the following. The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. Verse 8, who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Verse 9, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. What a wealth of wisdom that we find in the Proverbs that even resonate to so much today, even in 2020. And then, of course, the Proverbs end in chapter 31, verses 30 to 31, which again is one of a a, a very powerful and important proverb in our household. But it's the proverb that says the following, and you can follow along in your Bibles or see the proverb up on your screen as well. Proverbs 31, verses 30 to 31, which reminds us of this. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears or honors the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I'm so inspired and grateful that the Proverbs end on that note. Yes, a conversation between us, uh, father and son, but then end the conversation between a wise mother and a king and then gives us an outline of a wise, godly woman. This inspires me and reminds me um, of the many women that have impacted my life as a pastor and as a disciple beginning with my, my own precious wife, Charlotte. So grateful for her as she exemplifies so much of this proverb um, and has been a tremendous blessing to me and so, so many others. I think of my mother, Maria, who led me to the Lord, who shared the gospel with me when I was a rebellious teenager. I think of my sister, Melissa, who has walked alongside me and even shepherded me in some difficult times. And 
I'm just tremendously blessed. And it also makes me think of all the wonderful and spiritually strong women of our Imago Church community. Sisters, younger, older women of God, I just want to remind you that you are loved, that you are each cared for, and that you belong to a faith family. You are secure in the Lord. And I'm so amazed that the Proverbs end with this shout out to God's daughters, to God's daughters all over the world. So sisters, receive it. Because a woman who fears and honors the Lord is to be praised. So we're grateful for you. We pray for you. We thank God for you. And yes, receive that praise. I want you to know that you are loved, you are secured in Christ and with your church family. You It's not an accident that the book of Proverbs ends with the description of the wise, godly woman. So I'm just very grateful that we can just uh, sit with that for a minute. And we've said this before here at Imago Church, but women matter to God tremendously. You matter. Remember when creation was done, God created Adam and said, you know what, I can do even better. God created Eve. He created our wonderful women and sisters. We love you. You inspire us. And, our, and God's heart is with you. And in fact, you know, we're reminded here in this passage just how much um, God's heart is uh, with the woman of God. And um, in fact, it really proves in, in so many ways that the brilliant theologian, the late James Brown, was right. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing here. But we can say on our own, and we're wrong about this, but we can say that this is a man's world, but a man ain't nothing without a woman or a girl. So men, go ahead and praise and honor the women in our lives today. It's not an accident <laughs> that the Proverbs end with this note. On a very high note, we must say. So sisters, daughters of God, you are called. God's heart is with you. And in the Proverbs, we see really a compass for every single season in life. And we see a guide for living wisely in God's world. So that really brings us to the end of the line. 31 days in the book of Proverbs and 31 chapters. And as we're concluding this today, I wanted to just share with us just uh, this resource that is available to you as well. But there was a, there's a man who, by the name of Chris Juby, who took on this very big task beginning in 2010. We went through 31 days in the book of Proverbs, and uh, he actually did something very similar. He summarized all of the Proverbs in a tweet. Every single proverb, uh, 31 tweets 
summarizes all 31 chapters of the Proverbs. So Chris Juby started this off as just a little bit of a, of a, of, you know, a hobby. In 2010, he started a journey of writing a summary of each chapter of the Bible on Twitter. So just think about it this way. We took the Proverbs challenge in August. Chris Juby did this. He took the full Bible challenge and he tweeted about it, every single chapter of the Bible. And that's all available. We can all use that as a resource. But this is a little bit of his story. This is a bit of Chris Juby's story. And he says this, For a number of years, I had the habit of reading a chapter of the Bible each morning. I find that it helps me ground my thoughts for the day, and it keeps me rooted in God's story. I read from Genesis to Revelation all in order, for no particular reason other than it's easy to find my place. It takes over three and a half years to read all 1,189 chapters of the Bible. This time, through, this time though, and this, these are Chris Juby's word, words, I decided to write a brief summary of each chapter of the Bible to help me focus on what I've read. I also decided to fit my summaries into a tweet, into Twitter's 140 character or less limit, and to publish them. If you don't believe me, you can actually follow Chris Juby at Bible Summary. That is his Twitter handle, at Bible Summary. But there, we see Chris Juby, he took the Proverbs challenge. A, a bit of a, of a Twitter challenge. And this is what a fitting version for 2020. Of course, my encouragement is that we go back and we continue to read all of the Proverbs and get the whole thing and get more out of it that way and be further edified. But today, we're actually going to finish the entire Proverbs challenge together as one family with this resource, with Chris Juby's Twitter summaries of the Proverbs. So we can say that we all made it through together. So we already summarized what the first uh, nine chapters of Proverbs are, so we're going to start at chapter 10 with these Twitter summaries. Uh, that Chris Juby made from 2010 to almost 2014, a tweet every single day summarizing each chapter. So I'm going to start right at chapter 10, and we're going to go all the way to 31. Are we ready? In 140 characters or less. Proverbs chapter 10. A wise son makes a glad father. Love covers all offenses. With many words, sin is not far. The righteous will be uprooted. 11. The Lord hates dishonest scales. The wicked earn false wages. Whoever gives water will get water. Whoever trusts in riches will fall. 12. No one finds security by wickedness. Those who work the land will have food. Harsh words pierce like a sword. Righteousness leads to life. 13. The righteous hate lies. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Whoever pays attention to correction is honored. 
Whoever spares discipline hates his child. 14. The talk of fools is a rod for their backs. Even in laughter, the heart may ache. Those who oppress the poor insult their creator. 15. A gentle answer turns away wrath. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Plans fail for lack of counsel. The Lord hears the righteous. 16. A man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Kings detest evil. Pride goes before destruction. Wisdom is a fountain of life. 17. A wise servant will rule over a shameful son. Starting a fight is like breaching a dam. Even a fool seems wise if he keeps silent. 18. A fool delights in his own opinions. The name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. A gift opens the way. The tongue can bring life or death. 19. Wealth makes friends. A false witness will go, will not go unpunished. A good wife is from the Lord. Whoever helps the poor lends to the Lord. 20. Wine is a mocker, beer a brawler. Even a child is known by his deeds. The Lord hates dishonesty. It is a snare to make quick and sudden vows. 21. To do justice is better than sacrifice. Better to live on the roof than with a quarrelsome wife. No plans can avail against the Lord. 22. A good name is better than riches. Train a child and he will not go astray. Incline your ear and apply your heart to wisdom's teaching. 23. Do not wear yourselves out to get rich. Do not move a boundary marker. Invest in the truth and do not sell it. Do not linger long over wine. 24. Do not envy the wicked. Wisdom is sweet to the soul. Fear the Lord and the King, my son. I saw thorns in the fields of the sluggard of the lazy one. 25. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. To seek one's own glory is not glory at all. 26. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. Without a gossip, a fight, an argument dies down. Whoever digs a pit will fall into that pit. 27. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. A loud blessing in the morning will be taken as a curse. A person is tested by being praised. 28. Better to be poor and honest than crooked and rich. Whoever confesses sins will find mercy. Whoever trusts in the Lord will prosper. 29. By justice, a king builds up the land. Whether a fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. Correct your child and they will give you rest. 30. Every word of God is pure. Give me neither poverty nor riches, for things are never satisfied. Sheol, a barren womb, earth, and fire. And finally, 
Proverbs 31. Speak up for the voiceless. Who can find an excellent wife, an excellent woman of God? She buys a field. She makes garments. She watches over her household. Friends, brothers, sisters, this concludes the Proverbs challenge. But the journey of wisdom is a journey that continues for an entire lifetime. Let's pray together. Lord, would you guide us in your ways, in your wisdom from above? Let us not lean on our own understanding, O God. Jesus, you are wisdom in the flesh, and you abide in those who trust in you. And today, Lord, we declare our full trust in you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would fix our eyes, fix our attitude on you to align with you, to align with godly wisdom. We trust you, God. We trust you to do something new, to do something greater in and through us for your glory and honor's sake. Meet us here, Lord, just as we are, broken and blessed as Solomon was, Lord, and you did tremendous things through him. Do the same in us, Lord, we pray. Make us new. Take us somewhere new. Lead us by the power of your wisdom, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.